Hey there, everyone. My name's Lobo Okami. You're watching Drinking with Moe's. All right, everybody. Welcome to Drinking at Moe's. Host Big Mo here. I've interviewed promoters for Paradigm and New Wave. And today I have with me a guy that has been doing some pretty big things, making waves in both promotions. Okami, how are you doing? Doing good, man. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. Wife and I finally getting back into our house getting some of my stuff that I'm going to end up getting put in my little man cave sorted out. You know, those watching the YouTube version, my little start to my Funko Pop collection. I'm, I'm slowly getting into it. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to limit my, what I get into with it because you know, there's so much of those things that if I try to collect collect them all, I'm I'm not going to have enough room. Yeah, I had a really bad problem with that too. Uh, I would buy a whole collection and then be like, "Man, I just don't have." I have so many in boxes, some that are on the wall, some that are just on desks or randomly put in random places. Yeah, I, right now I'm trying to limit myself to wrestling, different variations of the Marvel ones. I'm trying to stick to Avengers and Deadpool. I want to get a bunch of the Deadpool variations. I got the only one of the humans of, of the Jurassic World Dominion ones I don't have is Alan Grant, and I know where I can find one here yeah. in town. And I got a couple Star Wars ones. I'm trying to limit myself to those. I but, feel uh, that, yeah. I uh, I do like anime, and then I've been working on the Seinfeld run of them. I'm, I might jump into Ninja Turtles because I'm a big Ninja Turtles guy. When I was growing up, it was pro wrestling and Ninja Turtles. Those yeah, same. Thing. But uh, one thing I'd like to start off with everybody is what got you started as a fan and then what got you started you know jumping into wrestling you know actually making the leap to getting in the ring uh i mean like as far as being a fan it's just something that i always watched um my dad watched it my mom grew up watching it uh so you know just through being their child it was on on saturday nights and saturday mornings um and it became a lifelong love affair um and then to like getting into it it was like a i'm bored doing everything else that i'm doing let me actually try to like chase a dream before yeah. it gets to like that sort of thing so oh, i did yeah. that took a little time off um came back you know uh, i guess about a year and a half two years ago now I hit the ground running and i've been going ever since that's awesome um i know that that's awesome with the with your family because i know with mine 
I think I had some cousins that would watch. And then I had an uncle that has since passed that he kind of watched a little bit. And yeah, I was pretty much the only one in my immediate family. Because <laughs> I don't know, but when I was growing up, it was they're still they only had the the syndication, so it was like mm-hmm. I would never, you know, as young as I was, I'd never know when to, you know, try to make sure I was watching. So some some months I'd watch a couple times, other times it might be a month or two in between. Right. But, oh man, whenever I actually found it on, I was always watching. My dad, and I specifically remember him telling me one time when shortly after he took me to my first WWE, well, WWF time show, he, I think, was hoping that it was going to be a bit of a phase and, you know, hopefully I get out of it. But I mean, here I am just turned 39 and i'm still still watching like i always did but uh who are some of your favorites growing up uh growing up man i was into like loud characters you know mm-hmm. so sting great muda road warriors steiner brothers um you know, the older that I've gotten and, you know, actually being in the business and stuff has made me really find appreciation for guys like Eddie Guerrero, um, mm-hmm. Dean Malenko, um, you know, a lot of, I started watching Japanese wrestling in my mm-hmm. teens. Um, so, you know, growing up and even still to this day, it's Kobashi and Masawa, um, like all of them and the pillars vader in japan um i watch a lot of wrestling now <laughs> um, <laughs> but like you know like if you asked me like I, eddie guerrero would be my favorite wrestler i think okay not nothing wrong with that one he's <laughs> definitely up on my list i know growing up you mentioned road warriors those guys they're up on my list of favorite overall but definitely favorite tag team ever i gotta see them live once and i can't remember too many other times that i was on my feet from the moment their music hit to the moment they went back yeah that for them i was like i was jumping up and down oh my god that and i saw stone cold in the same show and I don't get starstruck too often mm-hmm. because I've, I've met a handful of my favorites. I've met Edge, Jericho, um, who else here? I met Jonah when I was at Warrior. He, he's a, one of my favorites right now. Mm-hmm. And But Stone Cold, I ever met him. I don't think I'd be able to get a word out. Yeah. I'd just be like, dumbfounded that i was actually meeting him but uh you know like you younger i was a bit of uh you know the colorful loud characters the road warriors and now i find myself 
gravitating towards the guys that maybe they might not be so loud like vocally but they're definitely loud and intense you know the the intensity they let that speak for it like oh one of my big time favorites right now Tomohiro Ishii mm-hmm. love that guy but uh we talked a little bit when I brought up the intro about you know talking to the promoters of Paradigm and New Wave uh Paradigm they they've had that uh, UWFI rules contender series that and when he was explaining it to me it seemed like something when I when I look at you in the ring mm-hmm. it looks like something that like based off a look is like holy shit yeah you you would fit right in there you know just bam and the intensity of all that mm-hmm. it was a very very unique concept because with the sheer amount of independent wrestling and just pro wrestling in general out there you know i find a lot of places needing to find something that makes them unique mm-hmm. and that concept the uwfi rules from what i remember from the explanation i was being given I'm like yeah that's a very unique concept and you know something that i definitely love watching mm-hmm. yeah no it's great um you know that adapted the original uwf style um made it this nice mishmash blend of wrestling and uwf and mma and you know just depending on who it is you know maybe just straight up bar fight um you know which is (laughs) sure i may i may thrive a little bit better sometimes when the other person's had a few too many and i'm just there to knock heads or something Mm -hmm. but You know, it's it's a completely different atmosphere, you know, than a regular wrestling match because the rules are so much stricter, right? Like, you've got to yeah. have a different game plan going in. And, you know, I thought at first I could come in, throw hands, you know, whatever, and I, it would just, it'd be easy, uh, you know, like taking out drunks down at the, the tavern. But, you know, then you get in there and you see guys like, Tom Waller and Akira and Dominic Garini and you know just these guys that have legit shoot fighting backgrounds and it's like man you know that's I've actually got to step my game up now because you know I've been going up against guys that are just fighters and losing so like I know for me to succeed if I want to be successful in UWFI like you gotta you can't just come in and you know, go balls to the wall in a fight. Like you got to have strategy. You got to think about it. So it, it's different. It's nice sometimes to get away from a regular wrestling scenario and have to put yourself in that situation where you're having to think like an actual, you know, like a a, a fighter or something. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, instead of being like, you know, oh, I can just. I can just kick this guy. Like if you kick at the wrong person, you may be in a knee bar real quick. And then that's, that's it for you. You're 30 seconds in and what just happened? Oh yeah. No, I know. Uh, 
Oh, especially when you think in the guys that kind of mix the pro wrestling training with MMA. Mm-hmm. It's like what you brought up there. You know, you you try to kick one of those guys at the wrong moment. They'll catch that leg and boom, you, yeah, right in there. So you definitely like like you mentioned. I can see that you definitely have to think mm-hmm. a lot when like okay, and like like what can I get away with here? Right. I mean, because we're talking like some of the hardest, most pure strikers are there doing UWFI. So, uh, you know, getting an a forearm to the back of the head from someone like Lord Crew or Max Zero is a lot different than catching one from someone who doesn't have as, you know, strong a hit or as deadly accuracy as they do. There are things that I've taken in a regular wrestling match against, you know, a regular wrestler and been like, that's fine. Take the same thing in a UWFI and, you know, wake up, you know, with the ref in front of me going, are you good? Are you good? Like, no, what happened? I blinked too long. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. And from some of the matches of those that I've been able to catch, I'm like, good Lord. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, watching Japanese wrestling. I remember one believe it was a Wrestle Kingdom from a few years ago was one of the first Japanese shows that I like I ever got the full show and I'm wanting to say Tomohiro Ishii was in the match and like you see people here in the states throwing like a head butt and it's like you can almost a lot of the time tell that you know, they're not actually hitting them. But this one is like you hear the bone on bone, like yeah, your head hurts just watching it. Yeah, a standard headbutt for like, you know, the a normal new Japan match, I feel like, is the equivalent of what you would see in like an American death match. Yeah. Like most American traditional style wrestlers either don't have they're either too smart or they don't have the gumption to just grab someone by the ears and headbutt them in the head like they find a way to protect themselves a little bit or something i get it it's your brain you've only got one yeah but some of us are here for a good time not a long time mm-hmm. uh ishii is one of those i believe that you know him I, and uh shibata both just big straight headbutt guys stick thud like i get a lot of uh shibata vibes when i watch akira do the same shit Mm. yeah Yeah. no and i know when i watch ishii in particular it's like especially when he has a belt like if he has a title i swear when he's walking to the ring just the look on his face is almost like he's saying it without actually saying it, but like, you're going to have to damn near kill me to take this from me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think that's part of what 
gravitates me towards guys like that because I just I love that intensity. Yeah, I, I really feel like to be successful, um, you have to be aggressive, and those guys that are able to bring that intensity are the ones that you remember. Mm. You know, long run, short run, like there are people that you know wrestlers that people will still talk about in hush tones because of their intensity and just how good their work rate was and then mm. you know there are other guys that take a little bit more of a lackadaisical approach you don't remember them as much yeah. unless their character works really good or something like that yeah they, they they have that little not so much on the intensity scale but they definitely have you know something about their character catches people but uh yeah i remember you know i talked a little bit about jonah and i got to see him versus jeff cobb and it's like i've i've never personally been at a show where like you see two guys chop each other and you can literally see the individual beads of sweat flying off of them from the impact yeah and that was the whole match that's a good and, match. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> it was something else. Like, I remember I, talking to the promoter after the show, and I'm like, dude, I have never seen that before. And it was just awesome. And yeah. You get a couple of sweaty, big-palmed, wide-chested guys in there. You can do it pretty easily. With the oh, right wow. lighting, you can put on a really good show. <laughs> Oh, I can imagine. Um, don't want to forget, uh, you've also been doing a lot with the New Wave. And I know recently they had their Mob Rules show. And I actually talked with the promoter, kind of hype up that show. Turned out pretty good. I, I'm like, if. I was telling him with that promotion, I was kind of the first time I heard about it a little conflicted because the the first the first promotion I ever watched an independent show from was when I was in San Diego that they were also called New Wave, but they <laughs> shut their doors like right before I got back from my deployment. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned something about knowing about those guys. So, but hey, I'm like, when I actually sat down and watched the product, I'm like, they're they're doing pretty good. And you seem to be doing pretty decent for yourself there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done a couple things with them. Um, gosh, it's been so long. I can't really even remember the beginning of the year is probably the last time I was there. Um, and then, you know, had that, uh, at mob rules, that hard fought match with beef, um, came away with the win in that one, but it was a tough one. <laughs> oh, I can, I remember watching that one. I'm like, yep, that was, a. we talked a lot just the last few minutes about intense, hard hitting matches and yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was, that was one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know, like, you know, we both draw a lot of inspiration from that early 90s Japanese style, you know, 
not afraid to hit, not afraid to, you know, leave marks on each other, um, which is how it should be. I mean, in my opinion. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you there. You know, you don't like, you don't want to go and necessarily send somebody to the hospital, but you want to make it believable. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of circumstances, you know, you gotta lay a few in there. Yeah. I mean, I don't, no one wants anyone to get hurt. Oh yeah. No, totally. But you know, it, it, <laughs> it the old adage rings true whenever they say this isn't ballet yeah like that's what i tell new people all the time like you you want to do something like you've got to commit to doing whatever it is flip move kick whatever you know yeah you've got to commit to it 100 percent. you have to go with the intention that you know i'm doing this this is what the end result is like you have oh, to yeah. visualize it and mm-hmm. do it oh. yeah, but no i totally agree with you and you know there's oh shit damn cat knocking over my damn <laughs> all right there we go but uh you know a lot i see of the younger talent just getting the start out there that you know I mean, yeah, they're just getting into the business, but like when they're getting like a chop in or something, it's like, eh. but it's like when I see somebody chopping a guy, I want to legit have the reaction. It's like, oh, damn, my chest hurts just watching that. Yeah. And that's how it should be. It should be, but you know, we're products of Ric Flair and Chris Benoit, and um, gosh, those are the two hardest chopper. You know, Kobashi's a hard chopper, like, yeah. we grew up and you know, are used to seeing that, and you expect that same level of intensity, and you get that from certain guys. Yeah. But, you know, I think, like, for new people, especially, like, it's finding yourself and having to see if you've got that that bit of dog in you to where you're, like, I can put myself in a place where I have to physically hurt this person, but it's to, to win this contest, yeah. you know, and some people, I think, just can't do it very well, and there's nothing wrong with that. You just find something different to do. Yeah, no, there, there's other ways you can, you know, make yourself successful in the business. It's just a matter of finding what fits you the best. And there goes the damn cat again. <laughs> I swear, between them and my dogs trying to do stuff, I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> but God dang, they, they definitely let you know when they're wanting attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, another place and I was kind of doing my homework for the episode and another that ties into the whole uniqueness is the on IWTV, their Uncharted Territory mm-hmm. shows. And it's like growing up and even when it got to when I first started getting into independent wrestling, you don't really see too many places doing weekly shows. It's all monthly. 
which I mean, mm-hmm. hey, that that's the way it goes. But you know, it, it's definitely unique. You know, every every week having the uncharted territory shows. How's that been there for you? Uh, well, I did that one, um, but I think that the the concept that they're doing you know with uh the discovery gauntlet you know running a weekly show um i think it's great because it puts eyes on the product it puts eyes on people um you know it allows uh you know it allows them to build stories and to um you know do something more than just a super show like we've been watching um you know seeing adam priest go like what 12 and 0 now i think the drama with uh shug d and alex kane and uh you know merrick like they've been doing some really good stuff um during the the run of you know this year's uncharted territory yeah and like i'll admit up until Know, the last couple of months like I hadn't really been exposed to it I know a local promotion had been on IWTV for a, a little bit but you know I started after this starting this podcast I was thinking huh I'm talking to some of these guys and they a lot of them are talking about oh the show on IWTV and I'm like you know what I'm going to check this out. And then before you know it, I'm, I'm tuning in as much as possible because mm-hmm. it, it definitely, it adds something. Ah, trying to think here. Dog was trying to get into something, but uh, <laughs> you know, there's so many choices out there for wrestling. It's like, you can literally find something just about every day of the week. And that the IWTV definitely, definitely helps with that. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not a fan of one thing there, they've got all sorts of stuff in their library of shows that, you know, current ones, their back, back blog. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you can't find something that you enjoy, especially with, you know, IWTV, the, WWE Network, you know, Impact Plus, you know, if you can't find something, you're probably not even really a fan to begin with because there, there is something out there for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's so easy. It's so much easier now than it was, I mean, even 15 years ago to mm. pull up, you know, wrestling whole shows, full matches, you know, individual yeah. segments, like, whatever you want like you can find something to watch that's enjoyable and like you said if you if you can't you're not a fan of the product oh yeah like i remember speaking to that i remember one time i was thinking back that back when i was i think in middle school the wwe had the monday night raw show in town the one where I saw the Legion of Doom and Stone Cold, and it happened to be the same night where Owen Hart beat then Rocky Maivia for the Intercontinental title. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hmm. I went and I looked up the date of that title change, and then I went on the network, found that date, and I rewatched the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Like, 
you're able to do stuff like that. I mean, and before WWE Network, that wasn't really an option. Oh, yeah. No. Like, you had to get the DVD releases or or something. And they're, you know, we're, I'm sure there were matches that just straight up you could not find anywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and like there's some matches, like I know they did some tapings for some other stuff that night, but I specifically remember Vader coming out white at least three times. Oh, one of my dogs, Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't even notice he was poking his head in there, but you know, I, I like I was saying, I remember him coming out like three times that night. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know if they have some of those on the network. I think one might have been a dark match for all I know. Yeah. But yeah, definitely something that uh, it's definitely a plus having all that. Uh, one thing I was curious about before I get into some of these categories I have here is what have been some of your favorite matches so far? Uh, definitely, uh, the most recent one that I had with beef at, uh, mob rules. Um, I did one against Aaron Williams for the, uh, Ben Sharon brand show that he had. Um, that I'm trying to think like those two stand out um i did a street fight last december uh that was really like i think one of the first matches that i felt like a wrestler in if that makes sense like i felt like i had actually come closer that day to finding myself as a performer and like that's when i think a lot of comfort really set in to know like i've had a you know a before that i had a string of not so great matches Mm. and then come out and we did 20 minutes kept the crowd you know trainer at the end was like there was absolutely nothing wrong that i could say about this match like you all killed it like that rose my confidence to where i was able to then move up to that next level yeah and start doing you know the uwfi and start working you know some of these bigger names people that definitely have more experience than i do um i just kind of keep falling and working my way into these situations where you know maybe i'm not the first choice but then some something happens somebody drops out here i am to kind of slide in and I'll pick that up. I'll, I'll I'll step in right there, and I'll ha- I'll have that match, and then to have a good match on top of it, like oh yeah, it's amazing what can happen in even less than a year. Oh, I can totally agree. You know, that's definitely got to be a good self confidence booster out there, especially when you're like taking it as basically a replacement for somebody that couldn't show up, and then it's like having a great match on top of it and getting you know told that hey that you killed it out there you know yeah. um so i have two categories that i go with here i used to call it the speed round the first one 
but it never ended up going that quickly. So I just changed it to a name game. I like to tailor it to each of my guests. And with you being being a big guy, I figured why not why not name off some uh, some big guy wrestlers, some that are you know no longer really active, but mm-hmm. some some current ones. So first off, one of my personal favorite big guys of all time bam bam bigelow yeah love bam bam uh take a lot of inspiration from him oh yeah i i you know i remember growing up i don't know exactly what attracted him to me at first but it might have just been like freaking flame tattoos on his head or something it's like holy crap I mean, even even at that time, like you didn't have a lot of guys that had tattoos. Uh, that in is general, because a lot of your big stars were body guys, or they yeah. were they were straight wrestlers. Like yeah. it was a different time. So, you know, Bam Bam comes in. You know, he's got a couple on his forearms, but flaming flames on your head. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to stand out. No, totally, and like we talked a little bit about the the network getting to go back and watch some of his older stuff like i've been watching a lot of the uh, original ecw tv stuff and you know his matches with uh, shane douglas with taz you know hard hitting just love mm-hmm. it you know i say i love that intensity and you know his matches during especially during his run there were very much that yeah i i honestly believe that if he would have been having the caliber level of matches intensity wise in wcw that he was having in ecw like in the late 90s he could have been you know he could have stayed right there with sid and goldberg and being like main title main event like oh yeah you know because he he came in had that small program where they were all three you know having their issues or whatever and you know then he eventually ends back up in japan you know i do remember that time i was like oh awesome and then it's like yeah it kind of at no real fault of his own kind of just puttered out after that yeah but next one a guy that i mentioned i saw at uh, warrior a guy that i actually got to talk to jonah i'm a big fan of jonah um when i watch modern big men uh he's usually like right at the top of the list uh, him and uh Walter um, Ishii, if I want to get like he's not like a hoss or anything, but like he 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 wrestles like one. I feel like oh, he's yeah, a big yeah. power guy. Like so, I put him into that category. Like oh hey, yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of Jonah. Really like his gear style. Wish he would change it. That way I can take it. <laughs> you know, I know he was selling some of his older gear so he's 
I, he's gonna be getting some newer stuff here soon because you know I was talking to him about when he was selling off his stuff and it's like man like I didn't want to lowball him on an offer but it's like holy crap yeah I cannot justify five hundred dollars right now yeah yeah for a very well-made piece of spandex mm-hmm. you know we the well we kind of brought up this guy but next guy that was actually on my list Ishii mm-hmm. yeah I, I man I love Ishii mm. like just the his intensity his work rate like when I got back into New Japan a few years ago I, he was one of the guys that brought me back in because I wasn't mm. familiar with him from earlier years yeah. um so you know he he comes lumbering out i'm like who the fuck is this guy like he, he doesn't look like you know, this man's short he doesn't look like he's gonna do much and i'm pretty sure like the bell rang he sprints across the ring and just clotheslined and like starts clubbering the other guy and i was like oh okay i see what you're about now i like that over like a damn bulldozer and just oh, yeah him and Shibata both of them just mm. ding ding and they sprint across mm. yep I remember with the uh, Ishii you know going back to actually Jonah I actually told him about this that uh there was a match recent well couple months ago for impact for one of their shows that uh it was announced that uh, he, Jonah was going to be going up against Ishii. And I'm like, okay, I am going to make sure that I have Impact Plus just so I can see that match. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's a really good match, like, anywhere that you book it at. Like, oh, yeah. certain places, it's main event material. Oh, yeah, Totally. That one in a lot of places would definitely be the main event. Mm-hmm. Next guy, last one on the, this category, name game. Guy will go with uh, either Kevin Nash or Diesel, whichever one you want to refer to him as. Kevin Nash is like, like honestly, like goals for me uh, just in how he carries himself as a businessman mm. like you know i feel like some people could make the case like no you shouldn't like kevin nash like he didn't take the business serious like he was there to get a check like cool he was smarter than all of us he did shit the right way protected himself you know made it so that I mean, I'm sure there's just a bunch of things that he has done and helped change backstage that I don't yeah. know about, that no one does, you know, or if I'm giving him too much credit, then he's carrying himself the right way, which just leads into the next thing that I would like to say is that he's one of the best character workers, mm. especially like that TNA run that he had. Oh, yeah. Where he was with the, the X Division guys. Oh, yeah. 
like I grew up watching Diesel. I watched Kevin, you know, The Outsiders. I watched The Wolf Pack. It wasn't until that man got into TNA and I borderline was over wrestling that I watched it one day and went, man, you know what? He's actually doing really good stuff. And he brought me back. Just him running around with Alex Shelley and them. (laughs) Yep, those were some good times for him. I know uh, you know, people give him and Scott Hall a lot of crap for, you know, politicking or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, when those guys kind of, in a way, stood up for what they knew their worth was, you know, and then went to WCW, like, up to that point in Vince was very open about he didn't really have the uh, guaranteed contracts at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't really until after those guys did what they did that now those guys today have those. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, there for a while, like the early 90s, like Flair jumped, Savage jumped, Hogan jumped. Like you had big people moving around, you mm-hmm. know, from company to company. And then, you know, I mean, even after uh Hall and Nash debut, like you still have Medusa and Rick Rude doing their thing, like the yeah. 90s. Child. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, next category, kind of a random question round, some wrestling related, some not you answer how you see fit okay first one anything on your wrestling bucket list uh japan definitely Mm -hmm. Uh, i would love to go to japan i'd like to go to england um something like international travel would be cool um you know the older that i got the more that it it's just like i want to be happy and make a living like yeah. you know i've never been a oh i need to go to wwe guy like even as a kid i wanted to be in wcw yeah. wcw folks okay cool i will i guess go to japan and then it just that always stayed the goal and that's what i enjoyed so uh, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no. I mean, international travel would be cool. Uh, Ring of Honor would be cool. Ring of Honor would have been cool before the AEW buyout. Um, now it's still a, a destination landmark. Um, there are some guys that I'd like to get matches with if the stars align and you know theirs is going down and mine's going up or whatever and we can meet in the middle like uh i'd like to get a match with eddie kingston Mm. one time um jake something uh he's been on my bucket list since i or yeah since i did a seminar with him um it's it's hard because like the the way that I thought my career was going to go, it hasn't been. Mm. It's been going in a different, better direction. Gotcha. Um, quicker getting to places. Mm. Um, so I'm 
like I could be sitting here wanting to talk about you know fighting Eddie Kingston and in a couple of years it could be happening I don't I don't know <laughs> so like my goal my goals list is like very regional and then like expands outwardly no I can I can get that I know uh, as far as a wrestling bucket list for for me I know getting to go to a Japan show like I thought about it and you know I've seen a bunch of the YouTube videos on those capsule hotels I'm like holy shit I want to go I want to go to Japan go to one of those shows and stay at one of those damn hotels yeah <laughs> just just to, just to say that I had the experience of doing it yeah yeah that's a, a lot of my stuff is just wanting to go have experiences have a good career make some money you know do the yeah. thing oh yeah and then you bring up ring of honor i mean it'd still be a pretty cool destination i just and like i watched death before dishonor and it was an amazing show my only thing with them is hoping that tony khan will kind of delegate because you hear all these stories coming out of like I guess a lack of communication and it's like my worry is that you know you hear about uh, Paul Heyman with ECW especially towards the end there that he spread himself so thin and wouldn't really delegate yeah that I'm afraid that Tony Khan's going to run into the same damn thing. Yeah. And it's possible, but, you know, he needs to, you know, let Ring of Honor, like, be its own thing. You know, have it still be associated with the brand. Um, yeah. But, you know, like you said, like, let other people run it. You know, he can still oversee it. Yeah. But no, if people he's going to focus on anything, you should focus on AEW. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you, you know. Still, you know, people, whoever would run the day-to-day, -day, you know, still answer to him. Mm -hmm. But, you know, have his main focus be on what he started with. So that way he doesn't run himself thin. And, you know, you run into, you know, some, some of the pretty big names that they do have getting frustrated and wanting to leave. Right. I, I would hate to see that happen to Ring of Honor or AEW, but you know, I'm afraid that if he doesn't delegate, that that might end up happening. Yeah, it's always a possibility, especially with new yeah. companies doing mm -hmm. new things. Like, uh, it'll be interesting to see like how the next year or so goes with the great AEW Ring of Honor ex experiment. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm optimistic. So, next question I had: must-haves for a road trip. You know, with all the traveling that you guys do with independent wrestling. Gosh, uh, energy drinks are a must uh, for sure. Got to have some bangs and reins. Um, I get my gallon jug that I always have with water in it. Um, if you add that, like energy drinks, road snacks, 
of you know all the stuff that you need for the show because that stresses me out more than anything yeah um, potentially forgetting something uh and like good vibes if i'm solo like you know cool whatever well you know i'll listen to whatever i want to but you know if there are people in the car like I like people to, you know, interact and, you know, if you got a song request, throw it out. If you want the ox, say you want the ox, like just be a living, breathing person, you know, unless you need to take a nap. (laughs) But yeah, no, I'm, I'm so used to just from like traveling with school sports and stuff to having the bare minimum that I need. No, I can I can understand that. I definitely have memories of back then myself. Um, next question: Any hobbies and like what is a day off like for you? Uh, I play a lot of video games. Always been a big video game person. Um, if I'm not doing that or uh, like watching wrestling, I'll be working out. Um, I like car shows like Top Gear. Um, I play like rally simulators and stuff mm. too. So I will like watch rally events. Um, that's that's it, man. I'm like, I'm mm. simple. <laughs> I'm a homebody if I'm not at a show because I use all of my uh my extrovert energy when i go out to places yeah. for wrestling events so like if i if you see me at one and i look tired it's probably because i've been around people for too many days in a row <laughs> no i'm kind of the same way i i know i i have in a series s for the new xboxes and i have a nintendo 64 playstation 2 and i have this thing that can play like both super nintendo and regular because the actual systems for those two are getting a little hard to find yeah would you with with video games would you say you're more of a playstation or xbox that's the big thing lately you know what's Uh i've had a pc for a while now so pc um, yeah to me if you're gonna buy a console like then it boils down to exclusives Mm, True. so i was like if i get a pc then i can play pretty much anything that's not a playstation exclusive on it i'll get a playstation and then only buy the exclusives for that so that's kind of that's kind of how we've been operating for the last few years and it's worked (laughs) hey nothing wrong with that i know playstation they definitely have some pretty nice exclusives that have you know gotten me tempted you know Mm -hmm. but i've got to play a little bit of the god of war series and those have been getting pretty nice i know the big one the big exclusive for them the big uh, spider-man games Mm-hmm. I've been seeing some stuff on those, and it's like, oh man, <laughs> yeah. You know, me having Xbox, and you know, they have some decent exclusives, but nothing like the PlayStation ones. Yeah. Next and last question: best advice 
for anybody getting into the wrestling business? Um, it, understand that it's hard. Uh, it's one of the hardest things that I've ever done. Um, from a physical, mental, and emotional standpoint, uh, it's the hardest thing that I've ever done. Uh, I played baseball for 15 years. That was easy. Uh, I've weightlifted on and off for the last 18. That's easy. Like, um, being on the roads hard, wrestling, the actual act of it is difficult. And there's more than goes into it than I think a lot of people realize. It's not just yeah. show up, perform, and leave. Like, mm -hmm. you got to set that ring up. You got to set everything else up. You got to tear mm -hmm. all that shit down at the end, too. Yeah. Um, I really think that people get into it not knowing exactly what they're getting into. Um, yeah. And it, I've seen in just a short little bit of time that I've been in it, I've seen people with a lot of promise fizzle out really quickly. And it's not for everyone. So, yeah. like, if you've got to take – if you're getting in or you're thinking about it, know it's going to be hard, like, but stick with it because – with anything, the more that you do it, the easier that it gets. Um, yeah. Certain aspects of it do. Um, but it's like, it's the best test that I've had in my entire life from, you know, being like, oh man, my, my physical shape sucks. Like I've got to start hitting it harder in the gym. Yeah. So if you want to be good in wrestling, you got to be good in the gym. If you want to be good in the gym, you got to be good in the kitchen. If you want to be good in the kitchen, you got to be good in all the other aspects of your life. Like it's, it's hard. Um, yeah. And I, I think for a lot of people, like the easiest thing to say would be don't. Don't do it. <laughs> um, I, but I think that if you really want it, it's like any other dream, like, you have to chase it and you have to chase it hard uh, to find any sort of success. Yeah. And I mean, I, I like to think of it. If you're wanting to get in and you want it bad enough, anything worth doing ain't going to be easy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like any dream you're going to have, if you're willing to, you got to be willing to put in the work. Mm -hmm. and yeah. the, uh, the other thing that seems to be the common answer I get to that question is have your have your mouth closed and your ears open yeah 100 it's definitely something where until you get to a certain point if you ever get there it, don't talk <laughs> Just stand there and look pretty. You know, if you are going to talk, like, ask what you can do to help. Yeah. Like, I think that should be a lot of the main focus for new people, especially. Um, because you're putting on a show. Like, so there are so many other aspects. If you're not on the show, be a part of the show. 
that's that's what I did. Like I, you need the camera guy, cool. I'll run your camera. You need a guy setting up lights, cool. I'll do that. You need a security yeah. guard. I got you. Like if you're not on the show, be a part of the show and learn yeah. every bit of it. Oh if yeah. You, like that's a, that's one thing I think that like I've got a a, a background in television. I think that's one thing that helps me out was knowing that there's more to it than just showing up and wrestling. Yeah. And, you know, you bring it up, you know, if you're not going to, if you're not in the show, you know, be a part of it. I've actually interviewed a guy that I, I met him when I was still stationed in San Diego, but he got booked in that, uh, xpw king of the death match mm-hmm. he got booked simply by being there to help set up and everything and then some guy couldn't make it for whatever reason and then he he told me people started pointing over at him and then before you know it there he is in the show mm-hmm. yep it can happen as quickly as that you know you're at the right place right time or you know maybe like for me like with paradigm i showed up and sat up for a year like every show if they were somewhere i'd go to to columbus or indianapolis or you know somewhere in indiana you know wherever they needed me i would go there set up do weapons uh you know what whatever i needed to do i did it yeah you know, sometimes getting getting your foot in the door in that aspect, that, that'll, before you know it, sometimes it might be a little longer of a process. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, right place, right time, you, you could be there thinking, ah, yeah, I'm just going to help set up. And then before you know it, you're actually in the show. Yep. It's, it's actually happened more times than I can count. I know of guys that have just went and it's like, Oh, we need an extra guy for a scramble match or something. And it's like, boom, yep. there, there you are. Then you're in the scramble. You impress in the scramble. And the next thing you know, you're on the next show in a six man. Oh, mm-hmm. you impress in that. Now you're in a tag team. Oh, we well, impress it. Well, now you've got your singles. And mm-hmm. now you've got a consistent booking. Yeah. That's just, that's one way that people can get into, you know, a promotion. And it may be that, you set up, set up, set up, do that, work a couple shows, and then you never go back. Yeah. I, I've experienced that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it happens. Yeah. It's all timing and um, focusing your priorities. Yeah. You know, it, it, it happens different times for everybody. Mm-hmm. But that is about all I have. I think my little buddy here is getting kind of hungry. So I better get him taken care of. But I want to, uh, where can people find you as far as, you know, social medias and stuff so people can give you a follow? Uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, Facebook, you can search for Lobo Okami. Um, Instagram, it's Lobo Okami Wrestler, all one word. And then on Twitter, it's Lobo underscore Okami. All right. And, you know, I will be posting links in the description 
to those accounts. So people watch this episode, they can go give you a follow. That'll work. All righty. Thank you again. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me.